Hello and welcome to Beer and Money, a financial fireside chat for tech professionals. We work to simplify your finances so that you can enjoy your life. Now here are your hosts, Ryan Burkwell and Alex Collins. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Beer and Money. I am your host, Ryan Burklow. With me, as always, Alexander Collins. Hey, Ryan. How's it going? Lovely. How's the weekend? Amazing. Amazing. Your University of Washington football team won. They did. Also got a chance to, to get out and enjoy possibly the last nice day in, in western Washington for the year. It was warm. It was warm on Saturday. We went out on a nice uh, about four or five mile hike. Oh, look at you. That's darling. Yeah. So, Arizona Wildcats won also because we didn't play. So, therefore, we didn't lose. Yes. So, big one there. Um, bear down. Yes, bear down. I almost started sing, singing. I decided to <laughs> not have our <laughs> listeners deal with that. You know, Alex and I were talking prior um, to the recording this, and we were talking about just uh, conversations that we have with, with our clients and with other people that find out that we're financial advisors. And... What we constantly hear is people's understanding of what retirement will look like for them. Uh, maybe just reality check, if you will, is is yeah. today's conversation. And I mean, this was spurred by a couple conversations with late 30-somethings, early 40-somethings um, that we've had in the last week or so here where it's people that were – we're having the conversation around starting with the end in mind. And so they're, they're starting to, to think about retirement and thinking about it like as not being forever and a day away or just being off in la la land, but actually starting to think about like, okay, what happens? And you do a phenomenal job of asking a question like, okay, you've built up all this money. How do you turn it into an income stream? Yeah. And it's a question that, it, it surprises me and it, and it shouldn't surprise me because if I, if I go back 15 years, had you asked me this question, I, I wouldn't have had an answer for it. And I, that's exactly what I'm getting back is, I don't know, Ryan, I haven't thought about it. And then if I try to dive deeper and say, well, what have you heard about from your parents or your grandparents? And again, oftentimes I'm still getting the, I don't know. Even if these people already are working with a financial advisor, financial planner, investment advisor, the answer that we get there is, well, I don't know. My guy hasn't started talking to me about that yet. Right. And so, and it's not that you have to have a retirement plan in your 30s. That's not what today's podcast is about. However, Alex and I have spoken, I don't know how many times, thinking with the end in mind. So we start, we thought we would have, and this is probably going to be a three episode podcast, maybe even four, having you actually briefly look out 30 years from now and what does retirement look like? Not for the purpose of, oh crap, I need to have a retirement plan at the age of 35, more of just kind of putting into reality or your perception of what retirement you think may look like versus what in reality, what it's going to look like. And we're not talking about like traveling the world and it's not going to happen. That's not what we're talking about here. It's more of just. Well, so we need to a have the dream and then B we need to understand 
how that is affected in the various different things that we look at. I mean, one of the things that we constantly hear from people is, oh, I'm not going to need that much in retirement. And, and this just confuses the heck out of both you and I. Again, and I, I love that you've actually asked a few questions like uh, of clients of like, okay, so what expenses are actually going to go away in retirement? This is the biggest, I'm just going to call it misinformation or myth out there. For whatever reason, we I constantly, I ask a question and, and people think that the expenses just magically go away, right? The, the stereotype is I'm no longer going to have a mortgage. And yes, that probably is the biggest expense in the household right now. And that may or may not go away in retirement. We're seeing more and more folks retire with mortgages. Correct. Then they think that they'll never have to buy a car again. And I asked the, the question of, okay, so how many times, how, how often do you buy a new car now? And I hear anything from three years to, I think the longest I've heard it. Well, I've had a car for 25 years. I'm like, is that the main car you drive? No, I've got another car that I bought, you know, every five years. Like really gets down to it. Their main car that they're driving, they're buying really every five to seven years yeah, is really what right. that breaks down to. And so when you get to retirement, even if it's a, you know, you get to age 65, and if we take them out 30 years, 20 years, 15 years, there's still possibly two cars that you're going to buy in retirement, maybe four, depending on how much you love cars. Right. Even if you like, okay, I'm not going to drive as much because I'm not commuting anymore. Sure. But when every day becomes Saturday, like you might take more road trips. You might go see the family more often. Every day becomes Saturday. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think people forget, you asked this question, what's the most expensive day of, of the week for you? Nine times out of 10, for most people, it's their day off. And stereotypically, we're looking at a Saturday or maybe a Sunday. Yeah, and we ask the question, okay, well, why? Oh, well, that that's the when my wife and I go out for dinner or when I go play golf or, you know, when we go to the ballet or whatever else the answer is. And the answer is because they're not working. They have the time and ability to go do something. And so they choose to go do something. Exactly. So, and if you really want to go, I mean, I, I know I'm throwing stereotypes out here and I realize that not everyone wants this. However, stereotypically, right? We get to, we get to age 65, the magical age that we're all like required to retire, which we're all finding out that's really not the case, but we want to travel the world. We don't have a mortgage. We don't have any car payments. We magically have no other bills that we ever have to pay again. I guess property taxes like magically go away <laughs> in retirement. And people think that they've got all this money or they don't need as much money when they get to retirement. And significantly a lot less money is really where that, that dichotomy is, is very, very different. Yeah. When, like, one time I asked a client, like, what about taxes? they're like, oh, well, I won't have an income, so I won't have taxes. Again, it would just, it blew me away not understanding how stuff works in retirement. Your Social Security is up to 85% taxable. Money that you get coming in from a pension, whether it's from uh, the state or a corporation or a collectively bargained uh, union or something of that nature, all of that money is going to be taxable. You know, if you're relying on rentals, chances are, um, you know, a lot of your depreciation is going to be gone at that point. And so it's going to be more taxable income there. You start any dollars that are coming out of a traditional side of the 401k 
or traditional IRA, that's all going to be 100% taxable. The dividends that you're living on. Dividends, yes. Uh, the interest that you're living on from like a CD or something of that nature. Like, uh, I'm sorry to say, but the IRS is still going to get paid while you are in retirement. Right. And there's there's a lot of things that Ryan and I do to prepare clients and try and help uh, structure things in such a way that we're, we're looking at taxes both on the front end and on the back end. <clears throat> and it's important to make sure that you've got balance so that you've got flexibility so that you know, a, a one-time medical bill or a big travel, like getting a chance to, to take that trip around the world doesn't wind up suddenly becoming, you know, come with a, a tax bomb as well as like uh, a bite out of your retirement savings. And we're still going to wind up with a significant amount of taxes. So a game just popped my head here, Alex, and I'm throwing this ad hoc to you here. So let's see if you want to, you want to play it. Let's play the game of let's list our current bills or one of us list our current bills that we have right now. Okay. Right. I'm 39. You just turned 41, by the way. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. Uh, let's list as much as we can, because this is ad hoc, the bills that we have, not the number, but the bill that we have to pay. And then talk about how much of that is no longer going to be in retirement. Okay. So you want to play the game? Sure. All right. You want it or me? Go for it. All right, I'm going to go for it. So first bill, mortgage. Okay, I'm going to go stereotype here. My mortgage will be paid off. All right. Okay. Uh, well, let's just list the bills for now. Okay, so mortgage, so, uh, car. Okay. So why don't we just go back and forth? Sure, go. So car. Yep. And while I've got a car payment, it, my car will be paid off next summer but the chances are we're going to wind up getting a new car for my wife in the not too distant future. I expect that we'll always have a car payment between one of the two of us. And we're fairly frugal when it comes to cars. My wife hasn't gotten a new car in probably 15 years. And I've been pushing her to go get a new car. I've, I've gotten a couple. So here's another question for you. You have a car. I brought up the home. Are you going to pay for auto insurance on your car? Yes. You still pay for it now? Yes. Like you're not driving around illegally? Correct. Okay, good. Uh, home insurance. I'm going to continue with home insurance. Oh, as soon as my car, home is paid off, I'm absolutely going to continue paying my home insurance. Yes. So insurance, auto and home insurance, still going to need it. Um, groceries. Groceries. Um, I, I kind of like food. So yeah, I'm going to stick with that. While our bill is likely going to increase if we have a second child or as Sienna gets older, and at some point it'll go down a little bit, but yeah, I, I like food and we're not. So the bill doesn't paying. go away in retirement, but it probably will shrink from an aspect of two kids. If you have a family of four down to two adults, maybe, I mean, I guess it depends on how much you're going out and all that kind of fun stuff. That as well as like right now, you know, for the last couple of years, my parents have been gracious enough to come help out with daycare uh, for, for Sienna. And when they do, as much as I try and prevent it, my mom goes out and spends a hundred bucks a week on food, not just for the two of them, but for the two of us plus Sienna. So she's now getting food for the five of us. I'm writing down the bills that we think will go away. <laughs> so uh, we've got mortgage so far, and I'm going to put I'm going to I'm going to play the game of devil's advocate here. I'm going to put groceries. The bill will be lower. Sure. Okay. 
Um, all right, so we got groceries. Cell phone bill? Definitely not going down anytime soon. In all likelihood, they're going to come out with some new type of technology. I, I don't know. Has your cell phone bill gone down in the last 10 years? Yeah, I get the magic discount. No, <laughs> it's gone up. Uh, although the, the bill may go down um, once my kids get out, possibly. The bill will still exist. Um, cell phone itself? That's I, certainly gotten more expensive. Yeah. I remember when carriers actually used to pay for phones. <laughs> Not even that long ago, which is scary. But the point is, is probably going to be buying new cell phones in retirement. Yeah, I mean, right? who knows? It might, like, in all likelihood, there's going to be some new piece of technology. Like when we, when you and I were kids, cell phones didn't really, cell phones existed, but they didn't really exist. They, they weren't something that the every person had. Yep. And so... Like there's always been something new that's coming about, whether it's, you know, cable television or having a second line or a third line for so the house. So you just brought up another bill, uh, cable or Netflix or Hulu or Apple TV plus that just came out, I guess, or Amazon November movies, Amazon movies, Amazon prime, um, uh, sling. Like there's so many different things out there, right? So let's just call it a cable bill, YouTube, YouTube. We'll call it a cable bill. I don't think that's going away, I don't think, uh, in my lifetime in terms of a bill for some sort of entertainment. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing people, quote unquote, cut the cable, cut the cord with cable. But at the same time, they're usually replacing it with something else. Netflix, Hulu, some sort of streaming. I service. cut the cord. I don't have any cable device, but I have Netflix. I have Hulu. I have all of the others. If you add it all up while I'm still saving money, I still have a bill. Yeah. Uh, medical insurance. That's definitely not going away. Right. It might get, yeah, let's not, we but, a whole nother podcast on medical <laughs> insurance in retirement. Uh, so medical insurance is one. Uh, what are the bills do I have? Uh, obviously I've got my kids, my kids stuff, right? So I've got my, my daughter's ballet, my daughter's cheer, my son's karate, my son's basketball. Um, I've got all the other activities w with my children. Daycare, school activities. Right, right. Um, going through, what's another bill that we've got? Um, Gifts. Gifts, internet bill. Yeah. Yep. Right. So internet bill. Um, what else do we got? Home security. Okay. I don't have that, but you've got it. Yep. Um, I don't know if you, if you have got gardeners or anything else like that. If you got it now, you're probably going to want it definitely in retirement. Uh, right. Or maybe you want it in retirement. That's a whole nother conversation. Um, so as we're listing these bills out here, I still, by the way, I only have two written down, the mortgage and the groceries. Property tax bill. That's not going away. That's not going away. Um, so I'm trying to I'm trying to find a bill that's going away. Uh, retirement savings. You're right. That's not a bill. <laughs> Although if people treat it like a bill, it could be really good for them. Um, Probably should be treated. Like a bill. <laughs> but to your point, savings does go away, which is a huge piece of why people do think that their retirement cash flow is going to be less than when they were working. And from a cash flow perspective, they might be right. If you subtract the income minus the savings, that's less just in and of itself. Yeah, and like we can have the debate over traditional financial planning. I, I know how much you loved hearing about traditional financial planning during your uh, RICP. Congratulations, by the way. Ryan Ryan just recently got his first designation. Yes. What the designation is? RICP. Retirement Income Certified Professional. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, so 
traditional financial planning says that you should plan on somewhere in the neighborhood of 70% of your pre-retirement income. And again, generally speaking, I, I like that idea with two caveats. One, you're actually saving 15% of your income. And two, you're buying a modest house. 15% of your income is going to your house and you're done with it at retirement. Like that, those two things right there are the expenses that are going away at retirement. Everything else, some of it might be more expensive, some of it might be less expensive, but on in general, it's gonna be right about the same. So, so I, I think we've rolled the horse over at this point, <laughs> but I think it's hugely important to really understand like bills are not going away. And if you think about all the different, I mean, I, I don't even want to fathom the different things that may come out in the future that end up being a bill. Like if you would have told me even 10 years ago that I'd be paying $300 for my Verizon cell phone bill. I would have said you're high, <laughs> right? So who knows what's going to happen from that? Not even taking into consideration inflation. Right. So yes, there's inflation. The new technology that's going to come out can affect that as well. And hopefully it's for the good in terms of not costing me any money, but thus far it's costing me a crap ton of money. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Technology the- isn't free. No, technology isn't free. It may improve your life, but it's going to come at a cost. So- Number one myth is just expenses are going to go down in retirement. Chances are they're probably going to stay the same from an expense standpoint, if not go higher, just on the medical insurance alone. Or, I mean, the travel. True. The second one that we wanted to bring up uh, that we hear a lot is uh, I'm going to be in a lower tax bracket in retirement. And we're not going to state that that's false. However, there are there's a lot of preconceived notions in that that require you to be in a lower tax bracket that I think a lot of people have not thought of because that is just a common thing that people throw around that they don't actually think about how it pertains to them. Yeah, it's become part of the conventional wisdom that doesn't actually get verified. And one of the things that I would encourage you to do is to take a look at like, okay, where is it that you're currently at? in a tax bracket standpoint, unless you're barely into one of the tax brackets, chances are you're gonna stay in that tax bracket even if you reduce your income by 10, 15, 20, 30%. And so if you're in the same tax bracket, taking one more dollar from a marginal standpoint, like deciding to go on that vacation versus not go on that vacation, or deciding to upgrade to the four-star hotel instead of the three-star hotel, or the five-star hotel instead of the four-star, whatever it might be, you're spending an extra dollar, you're going to be taxed at the same rate as what you were taxed at as you were accumulating. There are exceptions to this. I've got a few clients where they're, you know, at their peak earning income and their like their industry or their jobs have, you know, just massively outpaced their their lifestyle and they're going to drop down in retirement. So there are exceptions to this. The exception is your lifestyle currently. I mean, right. that's really the exception. If you if your lifestyle is keeping pace with the income coming in the door, then it's going to be very hard to be in a lower tax bracket when you get to retirement because you're not used to the huge amount of savings. Like right. if you're making $200,000 a year and you're saving a hundred grand, then it might be very easy to be in a lower tax bracket in retirement. Yeah, and that's- But the- if you're making 200 and you're saving $5,000, 
it's going to be a world of hurt. That's different. So that aspect alone is huge. And then when we ask the question around where taxes are going to go, well, we can't predict the future. We don't know what's going to happen. If they go up, how does that affect you? Right. Now, conversely, if they go down, how does it, it affect you? Many people that we talk to are not stating or they wouldn't bet a, a lot of money on taxes going down. Yeah. And we're not suggesting that every dollar go into like one side or the other. We're recommending that things go into balance so that you have the ability to pick and choose where those extra dollars come from, whether they come from a taxable environment or a tax free environment. And, and so much of this is, is really identifying in your specific situation okay, what expenses are truly going away? The, the, the third expense, Ryan, that might go away is paying tuition for your kid's college. Sure. I was thinking more of a monthly bill that I've that you've had for like 20 plus years, but I guess if your kid's been in college for 20 years, that would be a bill. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> but it's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it, that tends it, to happen right before retirement, so that's a fair statement. Well, and it... it depending upon how you're structuring it and things of that nature, you might wind up having student loans that are in your name, like carry into retirement. And, and that still might be a massive reduction from what you were paying. Uh, you know, oftentimes I've seen folks shell out significant chunks of change those last couple of years when their kids are actually in college and then it drops down dramatically, even if they still have, you know, a 500 or a thousand dollar a month, you know, student loan bill. Right. So the, the two points or the two, yeah, the two points that we wanted to bring up today's podcast is expenses in retirement don't change dramatically. However, a mortgage that not having to pay that is huge. No doubt about it. Can be. Yeah. It depends on <laughs> if you've been in the same home for the last 30 years, like the chances of that being, you know, a massive amount of your income are relatively small. Depending on the situation, what's your favorite word? Depending. <laughs> and then the and then taxes, right? Just that consideration around taxes, which we have also spoke about in other podcast. The end result here, this isn't a podcast to scare you about retirement. This podcast is for you to just understand what what it is there that what retirement really is from a cash flow need and bill paying. When, and considering where you're putting your dollars today has a huge effect on that. Yeah, and, and again. It's not so much need because we could retire today, go live in a box under the freeway and eat mac and cheese. Yeah, that's my definition of need is what I'm living life today, my current lifestyle. And I would argue most people don't want a lesser lifestyle in retirement. That I think is the, the optimal word right there, want. So make sure that you have kind of a couple different concepts there. One would be guaranteed income to meet whatever the minimum quote unquote, need is for you, and then have other assets on top of that, that then allow for additional income that fills in the want of life, whether that's extra entertainment, golf, travel, jumping in an RV, like whatever your, whatever retirement means to you, identify that and identify and really try and figure it out and actually like, most successful clients I've had in retirement have actually tested their retirement. Yeah, which is, uh, again, another podcast we can definitely dive into is, is the pre-test of retirement. We hope today's podcast was value for, valuable for you just for you to like really think about, okay, 
what does retirement really look like from an expense standpoint and from a tax standpoint. If you have questions or if you have a question for us, please visit us at beerandmoney.net. You can go to the bottom of the page and you can fill out your name and your email and the question and send that over to us and we can talk about that on the podcast or we can take that offline if you'd like. And uh, other than that, we hope you have a good rest of your day. Cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and the opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 3585 Maple Street, number 140, Ventura, California, 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Security, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is an indirect wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Number 2019-87670, expiration 10-2021.